Hi guys, welcome back to the To All The People podcast. I'm just so excited to have everyone on today and to just have this conversation. Overconsumption of other people's lives makes you unhappy. That's our topic for today. I want to discuss how sometimes we just have to learn how to remove ourselves from the excess in taking on people's issues and problems. That's like the thing that I want to talk about in this episode. Hi guys, welcome back. My name is Janelle Roberts. This is the To All The People podcast. Um, this episode is honestly, it's, it's for me. It's all, it's for, it's, it's just for myself. Like, I feel like I'm really telling on myself as we discuss this and talk about this, but I am a recovering people pleaser. And what that means is everything that I did in life was to get people to like me. I've never, ever, ever wanted to disappoint anyone. I've wanted to be liked, even if it came at the expense of me giving up my wants and my desires and the things that make me me because I want to be liked so badly. And sometimes I go back in my mind and I think about when did this start? Like, when did I become this way? When did I become this person that needed to to be liked? And I think a lot of it stems from our upbringing. A lot of it stems from trauma. But I think when we get to a point, when we get to this big ass grown ass age, there is no excuse and no reason as to why we are still functioning at the capacity that we were functioning in when we were in those traumatic upbringings, when we were in those weird family dynamics, when we were battling there, there is no excuse. And I felt like for a long time, I kept using like my trauma and the issues with my family as an excuse. And Uh, you become an insufferable person. Like, I'm sorry. It's so annoying. The victim mindset is so annoying. And I thank God for freeing me out of the victim mindset because the victim mindset was holding me back from reaching and accessing my full potential. And if no one tells you and no one told you this today, like, please leave the victim mindset. I'm so over it. I'm so over the, oh my God, I'm going through this. I'm going through that. This is bothering me. I'm feeling this way. And I understand that. Those are all valid points to make. But I mean, what causes the victim mentality, right? So most likely you probably went through a bad time in your life or experienced some type of trauma and you had no way to cope with the sh- cope with it. You had no way to, to overcome it. You had no way to kind of, you know, organize how you were feeling. You had no way of trying. You, ha- you just had no way of understanding what you were going through through that time. And so what you tend to do is, is you develop this negative viewpoint or victim mindset and you sit around and you throw a little pity party for yourself. And this oftentimes can lead you to believe that life just happens to you and that you have no responsibility for what happens in your life. You have no control of what happens in your life things just happen like every every it's just having that like that why me mindset like oh my gosh everything just happens to me like why does this keep happening to me like why 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 me god why me like this you know it's a victim mindset and it is it is very very vicious it's like poison it takes away from your life it takes away from your friendship most importantly it takes away from yourself because sometimes what we tend to do in this mindset is that we try to be overconsumed with other people's lives and what other people have going on instead of ourselves i really want to like dive in, dive deep into the aspect of like how we oftentimes can like lose our authenticity because you because we spend a lot of time over consuming other people's lives right um 
we spend a lot of time like, you know, comparing ourselves, comparing our bodies, comparing the way that we look, comparing our hair, com- comparing our smile, comparing our careers, you know, because we become so overconsumed with social media and all of these things, all of these nuances that are telling us that we're not it and we're not this. I just want you to recognize like what is distracting you from getting you to where you need to be in life. And I think there are a lot of things that can distract us. There was a lot of times like throughout my healing process because I'm still healing where I would redirect my energy or I would redirect my focus to focus on other people and their issues and their problems. I didn't even realize I was doing that. But I think sometimes what we tend to do is is we want to be there for people so badly because it's an excuse for us to hide who we are, to hide behind our own mask, to hide and kind of like push to the side what we're experiencing. It's it's our way of just ignoring all of the things that are hurting us, that are bringing us pain, that are that are making us sad, that are making us so upset. We tend to overconsume our favorite influencers. We tend tend to overconsume our favorite snacks. We tend to overconsume our favorite fatty foods. We tend to overconsume that toxic relationship. We are so overconsumed with all of these nuances that are making us less of us, making us less authentic to who we are. And most importantly, that things that make it difficult for us to step into our light and step into our calling. I know on this podcast, I just keep talking about stepping into the light, stepping into the light, stepping into the light, because it is so essential for our growth. It's so essential for where we want to be in life. It's so essential for where we're headed. I cannot even describe it. I get a lot of compliments all the time, and it's so difficult for me to, it used to be very difficult for me to accept praise. And I think, I think a big reason why it was hard for me to accept praise is because a lot of the times I felt like I didn't deserve to be where I was. Even though I knew I put in the work, even though I knew I worked hard, even though I even though I know I prayed to God, even though I know that I was a good person, I was honestly working hard to try to prove a point to I don't even want to say to myself. I think I was trying to prove a point to I don't know, maybe even to myself, the belief that if I work this job tirelessly, the belief that if I just keep going, the belief if I keep doing this, that maybe at some point, to some extent, I will wake up and I will love myself or feel accepted of myself. And one thing that's been really hard for me to do is, was hard for me to do is accept praise. And I made sure that this year I wanted to give myself the space to accept when people compliment me. I sometimes feel like accepting compliments just like with my upbringing and just in general as a woman, as a black woman, I think it's very, 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 very difficult because I remember those early adolescence, those early ages, those early years in my life where I was so overlooked, where boys didn't like me, where I got comments saying, you're pretty for a black girl, where I was overlooked, where I was ignored, where I wasn't smart enough. I remember those years and I feel like throughout my childhood and throughout that, those pivotal years that should have been, you know, cared for and, and, and loved on. And I feel like in those moments, that's when we need kid and gloves. And sometimes our childhood 
oftentimes would feel a lot more rougher than what we're dealing with now in adulthood. And I feel like I spent so many years trying to recover from the you're not pretty enough. You're pretty for a black girl. You're not smart enough. You're not like the other black kids. You're an inside out Oreo. To I was an unconventional type of black person. I hate to say that I was an unconventional type of black girl. And the music that I listened to, the, the, the books that I like to read and stuff, it didn't fit the mold. It didn't fit the status quo of, of what society and what the world made, what the world decided that I needed to be. So in doing that, I ended up trying to fit this mold. I gave up the books. I stopped reading Twilight. I stopped listening to Paramore. I stopped doing all of that stuff. And I became the typecast of what it meant to be a woman in society and a black woman in society. And what that came, what came out was the expense of overconsuming other people's lives that did not reflect mine. And that I did not, that did not make sense to me. And in that process, I was, I lost so much of my authenticity. I lost so much of who I was because I, I wanted, I, I wanted to be liked and I didn't want to be called weird and I didn't want to be made fun of so what was the best thing I could do get online and study the next person get online and do the mob wife aesthetic get online and do the strawberry milk aesthetic get online and 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 have the neutral aesthetic get online and decorate everything in beige do what everybody else is doing because what everybody else is doing is end lose the lose lose all traces of you destroy it end it kill it get rid of it immediately because it's not accepted it doesn't matter here it doesn't make sense you're weird you don't make sense you're not you're not the average black girl you don't fit the status quo so you need to conform and be whatever it is the society needs you to be and one thing that i've learned growing up one thing that i learned growing up is society gives women a hard time in particular, black women, the hardest time when we are not in servitude of them. Oof. The only time I was acceptable was when I was serving others. And there's a fine line between serving and slavery. So let me just change that. The only time I was acceptable is when I was enslaving myself to other people, when I was a slave to the people's problems, when I was a slave to what society thought I should be like. That was the only time I was acceptable was when I was a slave to them, when I, when I just became whatever they wanted me to be, whether it's damaging my hair for it to be straight, whether it's... <laughs> It's unfortunate. It's, 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 when I think about it, you know, whether it was the school I went to, even you go into, you get into the best schools, right? I go to a PWI, I go to American University, the top journalism, one of the top journalism schools in the country. So proud of myself. I'm like, oh my God, yes, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, yes, yes, yes. My mom was on board. Everything was good. I just remember being there, only 3% student of colors. And I remember, you know, being on a plane ride coming home or getting on the train and just hearing you went, why didn't you go to Howard? Well, Howard didn't have the journalism. Howard's a great school, but Howard didn't have the journalism program I needed. And it just, this constant feeling of, of never being enough. 
there was a period where I would lie and be like, oh yeah, like I did go, like literally, like just, just, I would just lie just so I could be liked, just so they would leave me alone, just so they wouldn't think anything of me, just so they wouldn't perceive me as a certain type of way because even being unconventional and even being weird, if you're different and if you don't fit the mold of what it means to be a person that looks like me in society, and I feel like I don't even want to just say a black woman, I feel like this goes across the board, whether you're Indian, whether you're Hispanic, whether you're Asian, if you don't fit the status quo of what it means to be that, then you are deemed as unacceptable, strange, weird, self-hate. It's so crazy because the amount of people that will say that you hate yourself is insane. I first gave AG1 a try because I was so tired of bloating. I could not even put on a cute outfit without being bloated. I was tired of taking so many supplements every single day and I just wanted a single solution that would support my entire body by filling in the nutritional gaps that I needed daily. I wanted to really simplify my morning routine with easy habits and I wanted something that was going to support my gut health to help me get rid of that bloating and most importantly my immune health and my brain health. Since drinking AG1 daily I've felt so much more less bloating like stomach is on flat flat okay not only does ag1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins minerals pre and probiotics and more but it's powerful healthy habit that also powerfully people it's just one scoop mixed in water once a day every single day so how does ag1 simplify and enhance your daily supplement routine ag1 covers my bases with high quality ingredients like pre and probiotics adaptogens antioxidants and whole food source nutrients I know if I drink it daily, I'm going to be on my A game and feel that extra boost as well as feel relaxed. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at thatsdrinkag1.com slash to all the people. At this moment in time in my life, I feel so good just being myself. And it took a lot of years to get to this point. And there are a few things there, 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 are, there, here's just some, like, I want to give some advice. I'm sorry. I'm stumbling and stuttering because it's so funny. Cause someone asked me a question. They was like, do you, do you write down like what you say on your podcast? I'm like, no, I don't. Not at all. I just kind of like think of a topic that I want to talk about and I expand upon it because there's not enough research to, explain how you're feeling so these are things that are on my mind and I've said numerous times like when I first started doing social media I would get very very depressed if like my content didn't didn't do well and so what I would do is I'd be like okay well how can I make it better oh let me go over consume let me go look at this person page let me go look at their stuff and try to do what they're doing but what they're doing doesn't work for you it will never work for you because it's not you that's them because it's not you. And some people actually excel at not being themselves. But then there's the mental health aspect. There's the depression. There's a depletion. I would rather not have any views if I get to show up and just be who I am. And creating boundaries and building a safety net around myself, around my mind, around my, around my humanity, around the things that make me who I am, 
it's absolutely priceless. Getting to know yourself requires a little bit of isolation. I I don't want to go like on a rabbit hole about it, but it, it gives a lot of, you need to isolate. My best friend, Alexa, I was going through a hard time this, this last couple of uh, weeks and she came over and we had a sleepover and we had the best time ever. And, and this is like, I like, I can't even put into words like my love for my friend. And I remember we were sitting in a park and it's a very intimate conversation we were having. And I just looked at her and I just said to her, I was just like, Alexa, you taught me what, you taught me how to be a friend. And what I mean by that is I remember before I became friends with Alexa, I had just left a lot of like my childhood friendships where a lot of my childhood friends were with girls that were mean to me, that put me down. I was a good friend, but I wasn't a good friend, a person to myself. I would tolerate any level of abuse. Um, I also was a very lonely child too. So I was a very lonely teenager. I wasn't codependent. I was very to myself. Um, and I just sometimes think that people would take me being to myself as an offense, but when you're at home, when you're a homeless teenager and you're having family members that are going through their own mental illness and you're living from place to place, hotels, all just all types of different places. I think a lot of times we can forget, like, I wish I could put this into better words when you're going through things like that. I feel like people who aren't developed can take it personal. So growing up, I felt very isolated with my experiences because it's like, how do I express to a 16-year-old friend that me and my family are homeless and sleeping in a hotel and that I'm also helping my mom pay bills? There's no way to express that, especially when you go to one of the most wealthiest high schools in the country and you have to, t- and there's no dart buses around, so you have to figure out transportation. Like, I could not explain that, and I feel like because I couldn't explain that, I sank inward because it's just like, who is going to be there to understand like what I'm going through? And then that's when the molding, be- that's when the molding happened. That's when the crafting happened. And I think that's what trauma did to me. It made me overconsume because I would go to school. I would see kids having this, and I would just say to myself, well, we don't have this. Wow, she has a Louis Vuitton bag. Louis Vuitton bag is, like, our rent money for the month. Wow, my pro- like, I remember my pro- like, I remember the dress I wore to prom. It was, like, $40, and the beads were gone, and my mom helped me beat it back up. But back to Alexa. So Alexa taught me how to be a friend, and it was crazy because I think after I graduated from high school, I, you know, I went to community college. I told you guys I worked at Studio Movie Girl. I spent a lot of time to myself. I spent a lot of time in isolation. I, I didn't really, I couldn't hold on to the friendships I had in school growing up because everybody went off to college. And I remember everybody like, oh, you're going to community college? Wow. Like, oh, ooh, you know what I mean? Like there was a lot of like mumbling and stares and you know, just weird things. And that's like, why when I come on the podcast and I say things, I want y'all to really feel what I'm saying because like there was literally a period where like I had no idea what I was going to do. Like people made fun of me for going to community college. I'm not kidding. They made fun of me for going to community college. Like imagine going to an all white school where half of the kids, well, all of the kids there, their parents are millionaires, they're rich. 
they are their their parents are donors for OU, Tech, SMU, all these all all of that other stuff. And you're just going to a community college. So I think I just kind of sank. And I think in that period of like sinking and isolation, I just really focused on myself. And then I met my friend Alexa. And she was basically a big sister to me. And I feel like every oldest daughter needs a big sister. That's just my personal opinion. And this girl completely, she saved my life. Like she told me what it meant to be a woman, a divine woman, a friend, everything. Like this is like my soulmate, like my sister. Like I love her so much. And I always get emotional when I talk about her. I don't know why, but I think she also helped me not overconsume because she wasn't overconsuming. And I think it's important to be around people that see you. They're like, I want to get to know who you are. I want to know your favorite books. Let's go to this art museum. Let's do this. And I think the fact is I was around someone that didn't expect anything of me, that didn't know anything about me, that just simply wanted to be my friend. And that gave me the space to be who I was and who I needed to be. And I didn't have to please her in the friendship. It was so weird the way that she would show up and do things for me that no friend had did. Whether it be, hey, I, I cooked, I want to bring you some food. Or, hey, like, you know, how are you just checking in? Oh, we should we should go do just simple things like that where it was just like, you don't have to work hard at being loved. They just want to love you because they just want to love you. Overconsuming made me lose my light. Overconsuming made me feel like I wasn't worthy of love. Oh, the overconsumption of people that didn't look like me, the overconsumption of my problems, the victim mindset that I'm not worthy, that I'm not good enough made me lose who I was. And my best advice is if you are going through something like this right now in your life, because a lot of us are, a lot of us don't know what the fuck we're doing. A lot of us are just like, oh my God, like what kind of content should I make? Or how do I do this? This career, the best thing you can do is get to know yourself first. Don't take on no new friendships. Don't take on no new relationships. Sometimes you just need to be still and get to know who you are. Sometimes you need to try different shit. Sometimes you need to try the ceramics class. Sometimes you do need to try the kickboxing. Sometimes you do need to try tennis. You need to try everything that you can. Healthy. Don't go do no crazy stuff, like no drugs or nothing, but just try everything that you can to find you. We are on a path of finding ourselves. We are on a path of discovering ourselves. That's what life is all about, and I think people confuse it. I think we are so overstimulated by everything we have going on. This life is about loving ourselves so we can love other people better. The overconsumption of social media is incredibly damaging to the subconscious mind. Too much scrolling, too much consumption, too much reading other people's thoughts and opinions, too much looking at other people's lives is a sure way to begin to develop ideas that are not even your own. Because I just want you to know that anything that you want, everything that you are, where you're headed is enough. You are enough. We are on this path of self-discovery. And you have to get to a point of just not over-consuming bullshit and to get out of the victim mindset. Because you're not a victim. You're a warrior. Yeah, those things happen, but they have nothing to do with where we are headed and where we are right now in life. 
I just hope that, you know, you guys love this podcast. I know sometimes I just kind of go off topic and I talk, but sometimes I, it just feels good to talk from my heart. I just, I don't know. I'm just on this path of getting to know myself. And I think it's okay to change your dreams. I think it's totally fine to want something different. I think it's okay to do different things. And I don't think we talk about it enough. But I just want you to know that it's okay. Like, you can change and morph as many times over as you need to. You have to know that. You have to understand that. It's okay to do those things. It's okay to be different. It's okay to try again. It's okay to begin again. Most importantly, it's okay to be unconventional. And it's okay to be weird and strange and hard to digest, honestly, because it's their problem, not yours. You don't like me, that's a you thing, boo. That ain't got nothing to do with me. I just show up as myself, and I'm irritating you just by my presence, just by who being who I am. Your problems and your issues have nothing to do with me, period. Sorry. What do you want me to say? You want me to lie? Why would I lie? <laughs> but, yeah, I hope you guys have a great great rest of your day i love you guys so so much i love doing this podcast i love coming on here i love having these conversations you guys are so so awesome happy happy valentine's day and mm, have a great rest of your day guys i love you guys so much